truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And a happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today live again. And on demand on The Blaze, want to welcome back our Blaze TV audience. Apologize for yesterday's snafu down uh, in Dallas. They had a massive internet outage, so we could not uh, bring you the typical live show here on Blaze TV that we do each weekday. However, if you missed yesterday's episode, you can uh, join the podcast audience. Yesterday's show was done as scheduled. It's sitting right there on demand, waiting for you to go and listen to it at your convenience. Uh, If you want to subscribe or just to click on the podcast, platform of your choice. And if you are a podcast uh, subscriber already, thank you. If you'd leave us a five-star review there on your podcast platform, we would greatly appreciate it. Thousands of you have done this for us already. Thank you. The more of you that do this, the more people like you we get the chance to find. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Email the program steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E if you're listening today on Blaze Radio or the podcast. Like us on Facebook a lot. Like, just keep clicking like. Um, like us a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that the new Blaze audience knows what that's a reference to. We may have to educate them on my all-time favorite news clip. Yeah, we may do that here soon. Thank you. Uh, those of you that have been with us a long time, you're all laughing because you know what Aaron is referencing. It's one of the greatest moments in the history of modern American media. But yes, like us a couple times. Uh, decided to come back and like us again. Keep liking us, in fact, because they don't like to register those likes on Facebook, apparently. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour, our good friend Daniel Horowitz from Conservative Review will be taking us inside politics. We've got a truth bomb coming your way later today. We're going to play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold when we will touch on a plethora of topics, all that and more. And one of the cool things we get to do with a platform like this is support worthwhile causes. And one of our favorite causes is called Back to Jerusalem because their mission is maybe the most um, in, the most important cause of them all. Uh, and that is taking the light uh, and hope an inspiration found only in God's word to the ends of the earth. Uh, but there are a few nations standing in the way of us fulfilling the Great Commission. They're what's called closed countries, and they've closed their people off to the scriptures because they don't want them hope-filled. They don't want them inspired because people that are inspired and hope-filled aren't as easy to oppress as those who uh, are still in darkness. So if you want to help back to Jerusalem, reach every closed country between communist China and Jerusalem, countries like Iran, Somalia, North Korea. Here's how they do it. They've taken the Bible, put it in an electronic form that can be downloaded later. It's the actual scriptures. But this electronic uh, form is small enough that it's basically the size of a pill. Easy to sneak it past, easier, I should say, to sneak it past the gatekeepers in this country. But they need our help because it costs money to do this. 15 bucks from each of us will get at least one of these Bibles into each of these closed countries. Here's how you can help. Blazehelp.org is the website blazehelp.org or give them a call at 844-305-0566 844-305-0566 and now here's Aaron with what's happened while we were away what happened while we were away brought to you by deterioration that's exactly what's continuing to happen on our nation's southern border. This border patrol agent told CNN this week double our capacity right now i don't have enough medics 
I don't have enough Border Patrol agents to ensure that these folks are getting processed within the 48 hours that uh, we should be processing them. We're having to keep people in custody longer. Our agents are getting assaulted. Uh, potentially, it could be a liability where even one of the individuals that are in custody could be assaulted in detention facilities that are overcrowded. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nelson reports. My opinion right now, this is one of, if not the biggest crisis this country has faced in a decade. Truly. I mean, right. the security aspects of this, the humanitarian aspects of this have got to be addressed. So I agree with you. I, I would. This is at the very top of our list at DHS. We've announced today uh, that we're now treating this like a massive Cat 5 hurricane disaster. We are bringing all of the interagency together. We're asking everybody to chip in. We need to surge, surge down as yep. many resources as we can to the border. But Congress needs to look at this as a hurricane too, right? Where is the supplemental? Where are the additional uh, authorities? Of course. Where- and here's a live shot of Congress. Speaking of Congress, Mitch McConnell said this about potentially shutting down the nation's southern border. Closing down the border would have a potentially catastrophic economic impact on our country. And I would hope we would not be doing that sort of thing. McConnell also told Trump yesterday that he's not going to be making any attempts to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. But vote Republican. And now time for Bleep the Pope Says, a recurring segment on the show where we look at Bleep the Pope Says. Courtesy of CNS News, quote, The church grows not through proselytism, but by attraction. This means, dear friends, that our mission as baptized persons, priests, and consecrated men and women is not really determined by the number or size of spaces we occupy, but rather by our capacity to generate change, to awaken wonder and compassion. Part of a message he recently delivered to Moroccans. A new piece by CR's Jordan Schachtel uncovers how several CNN national security analysts had previously undisclosed ties to the Qatari regime, Ali Soufan, Mehdi Hassan, Juliette Kayem, and Peter Bergen. And now an update on how the left feels about Joe Biden. Valerie, the two women who have uh, accused him or came out with the story said that it is uh, he should not be running, given what they have accused him of doing. Do you agree with them? No, I think what's great about our country is that you want to run for president, you get to run. Mm -hmm. You can make your case directly to the American people and give it your best shot. So I don't think we should be disqualifying people. Mm -hmm. I think let them run. That's what part of being in a democracy is all about. You guys agree with that, don't you? Yes. Headline from NBC News. America would run out of avocados in three weeks if Trump shuts down the border. And finally, adults are getting swaddled like babies to avoid stress. Speaking of stress, how can their backs even take that? Also, we're screwed. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends at Riduzone. If you've been fighting that battle of the bulge and it's been a losing battle, you've given up on that perennial New Year's resolution again. It may not just be your resolve has subsided because you didn't, you know, do what you vowed. And that is why plenty of people fail. I failed a lot for that reason. But it's also because when we get older, our metabolisms just aren't what they used to be. And that's where Riduzone comes in. This is not a stimulant. If you ever purchase some of this, you turn over the bottle, you're going to see it's got like four ingredients. The main substance, uh, it's OEA, uh, which is the main ingredient that you find in olive oil. Uh, it's It's a natural substance. Our bodies produce uh, high volumes of this, especially when we're younger. 
Uh, it's a metabolic uh, regulator and stimulator. It's just as we get older, our bodies produce less, which can make stoking that uh, that pilot light after abusing our bodies for a long time, it can make it difficult uh, to kick that metabolism uh, and to kick that fat burning back in uh, into gear. And then it can be difficult once we do do that on the back end, you know, how do we get our bodies to stop eating? Because suddenly now, um, you know, we need more energy. So how do we regulate this? That's where Riduzone comes in. You want to give this a shot, use my name as a promo code and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, Riduzone.com, boosting your metabolism for a healthier you, Riduzone.com. That montage there, I feel like I've just, some days we come in here and I just feel like I've just, I've done this show before, you know? Is it kind of surreal for you guys? You guys both started out as listeners who became parts of the show. Correct. Yeah. So does it kind of, I was never a listener. I've always been on the show. So is it even weirder for you guys? We're like... I used to, when I was a listener 10 years ago, five years ago in Aaron's case, or 10 or 15 years ago in your case, huh? didn't I listen to him do these shows? And now you feel like you're on this show listening to me say the same stuff I said five, 10, 15 years ago. Because as the great prophets, the talking heads once said, same as it ever was. It, it doesn't change. It's been a wonderful Groundhog's Day. That montage there... Uh, on most days, though, in fairness, on most days, just substitutes, um, you know, gay marriage for can men lactate. And yeah, it's basically the same. Yeah. Show. Yeah. I feel like I've I've provided this commentary on Team GOP and they're they're they, they just can't be bothered with the border. I think I feel like I've done this show before. You know, and and this is the danger you run into if you allow yourself to become. Orange man bad. Well, in this case, it's more orange man bad because this is an issue that he has been trying to push on. You know, there's other times like the woman we had, you had in your montage yesterday going up uh, yelling CNN is fake news at a local LA TV reporter, right? That was yesterday. Who's, who's actually not on CNN. Um, that, that's, that's the trouble Cheeto Jesus Saves gets you into. Is that, that, that acting out is spurred on by Cheeto Jesus Saves. But you get yourself into a different set of, of emotions when you allow yourself to become orange man bad. And, and you act as if Trump just concocted this whole thing at the border. Like we weren't having arguments with the Republican Party about immigration until, you know, uh, Kate Steinle got killed and Trump w- woke up and read and, and saw it on his phone and, and just said one day, oh, oh hot damn, I, mean, I should stop talking about Jiner. And start talking about immigration and people will like me. That's kind of what the orange man bad crowd thinks. Like the immigration issue is only an issue because Trump brings it up. It's not real. It's not actually happening. I have done how many shows, written how many columns, only to be eclipsed by the man who's going to join us here in about 20 minutes, who's done far more work on this than I have, and Daniel Horowitz. And so there's this notion that since Trump is addressing it, for some of you, you don't want to believe this is actually happening. And if that's you, you suck at life. And what Mitch McConnell said yesterday, and has really said over the last couple of days, is that his plan is just to basically sit around and wait for Democrat-appointed judges to die or retire. 
Cat 5 Hurricane Avocados. Cat 5 Hurricane Avocados. It's a tough... Uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, they're. That, I mean, literally, that's that's all they're going to do. They're just going to sit around and wait for... The, and, and, and this is not new. Because some of you, again, you, those of you in the Orange Man bad crowd are going to be like, you dare throw in the head on majorities all the time. Why did they hey, do anything about hey, it then? Hey, I, I got into these arguments. I got into these same dang arguments about different issues. Some of, some of the time it was immigration when Obama was president. Uh, or and sometimes when uh, right. w- when uh, Republicans didn't have a majority. And I was told, well, what do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? Well, enough. Well, apparently what they're going to do is they're, they're just going to sit around and wait for Democrat-appointed judges to die or retire. That's what they're going to do. That's what you do at old folks' homes, man. Yeah, and, and I'm not, hey, it's an important issue. I, I don't deny that. Now, um, I think our law schools are totally overrun with paganism. So even the vast majority of people Republicans would appoint. I mean, we've had a rash of judicial decisions recently of, of Republican appointees. Um, it, we've had, I think it was multiple Republican appointees have, quote unquote, struck down uh, pro-life legislation in recent months. We've had those stories. Uh, the whole marriage battle was lost by Republican appointee judges, a Republican appointee judge in California, a Republican appointee judge in Kentucky. Um, uh, I mean, <laughs> so I know that's a, I know that's a, it's a massive issue to m- many of you watching. And it's the last, you know, it's like Team GOP gives you a punch card, you know, except this is like a reverse rewards card. Like when, when, you know, usually get one of these as a customer for a customer loyalty thing. And the more times you keep coming back, it leads to the good stuff, to the free stuff. When, if you're a Republican, it works in reverse. Okay. They, the more times they punch the card and get to the end of the card and you're like, I'm out of reasons to vote for you guys. The last, the last mark left to be punched is the judges. Okay. And, 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 I'm I'm not trying I I could make a case I could that if all a Republican majority provided for you because I don't think for example Brett Kavanaugh would be a good Supreme Court justice and you're already seeing evidence of that I think John Roberts from henceforth is a loss leader basically we've reached the point of diminishing returns with him but I, I could make a case that appointing, replacing a Ruth Bader Ginsburg with an Amy Coney Barrett, if you were provided the opportunity to do that, I, I, would, I, I would tolerate a lot of GOP sellouts for that trade because of what the ROI would, for that would be. But understand that for every one of those judicial trades you get, you get all kinds of federal judges and others that just suck at this and are as useful as mammary glands on a bull. And I, so I, I know for a lot of you, you need a reason to feel like to, to keep participating. I know a lot of you just aren't willing to, you need an aspirational reason. Just, you know, self-defense, you know, keep the horde at bay. That's good enough for me because, you know, I, I grew up in an abusive household and, you know, if, I got if 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 Dave parked the Ram Charger at the end of the driveway and he had a good day, then I, you know I, I've I've learned to live with low expectations. Okay, you know a lot of you though can't do that. You know you need aspirational causes to vote. Um, and this is your last one for a lot of you. 
And clearly the, you, you have, the Republicans have heard that message. They have realized this is, the, this is really the only thing you demand of them. That you like the talking points about low government and uh, repealing and replacing Obamacare and securing the border. You like all that stuff. But really, you'll forgive 10,000 betrayals on that, provided they deliver on this, on this issue right here. This is the last. You're holding on by a very slim thread here. Okay? And they know that. And so McConnell has simply said, we're going to lie to you with a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of click conservative frauds are going to feed you, you know, cocaine Mitch memes for the next year and a half. while we just sit up here. Don't do a damn thing and just wait for Democrat judges to die or retire. And you have to make up your own minds whether that's good enough for you or not. But it is the Republican Party and it's who the Republican Party was before Donald Trump came along. Donald Trump didn't break any of this. He is the result of how they broke it. And for all of his myriad of faults, and regardless of whatever his motivations are at any given time, he has on a routine basis shown some proclivity to at least take a step or two in the direction you want a Republican leader to go. And every time he has done so, whether it was a baby step or a giant step, every time he has attempted to do what you have wanted him to do. He has been stymied, thwarted, undermined, and kneecapped by the people in his own party who would have to take the baton because he can't run the relay race himself. That doesn't excuse him for the things he did promise you he was going to do and hasn't done. I would agree that, and I've said this, the, the, the biggest weakness of the Trump presidency is his unwillingness to use his bully pulpit to just unload on the Republican Party and and truly shine the light on those cockroaches. He hasn't done it. And he gets accused of doing it all the time, but in the end always ends up, you know, rallying and doing the esprit de corps. We're all on one big happy family here. Okay. I, I would argue the weakness of his presidency hasn't gone nearly far enough in that regard. But whenever he has attempted to be a public servant, and, and, and act on the agenda that any of you are for, it's the Republican Party has stepped in the way and thwarted them forevermore. And, and it's, it's, we're in a terrible position, guys. That's, it's not going to change. Is there a single tactical reason that I'm not thinking of? No. Why Trump should not be calling right now for a change in Senate leadership? No. Yeah. No. No. Other than, you know, Javanka comes in with, you know, with but daddy. So no. And, you know, when we're trying to work a Middle East peace process and we don't need a domestic fight, yada, 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 you don't win by going to war against your own party. They'll put up a, you know, a primary fighter against you. No. It, that analysis is the same analysis we panned yesterday. Oh, it's a mistake for the Republicans to go after uh, health care and Obamacare. You're right. I, 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 the 987 Democratic incumbents that lost election campaigns from 2009 to 2016. Totally agree. I mean, I, I mean absolutely. They, they can personally attest to Obamacare's popularity because they're all out of jobs. 
because of Obamacare. I mean, what, what, do you know what the Republican Party, what issue did the Republican Party drive home? What, what new fight did they take on to suddenly turn over that many seats? I'll give you the answer. None. None. Why did they have, th- what was it, 53 show votes to repeal Obamacare? Why did they have that many? They did it because the issue is not popular. That's why they did it. I mean, the Republicans kept having show votes promising to repeal Obamacare, all 50 some odd of them. That Nothing further testifies to an issue's unpopularity than a politician grandstanding about it over and over again. How dumb do these people think we are? Really dumb. Very, really dumb. Everything they're saying about that issue is exactly wrong. But see, what happens is the, is the Overton window concocts a narrative to, to what economic calamity? We can't make our own beer. California has no avocados. Can you tell me, tell me how many brown girls have to be trafficked at the border for you to have your avocado toast cheap? How many? Now that'll preach. That is what the president of the United States ought to stand up to and say today. Those words. How many brown girls have to be, how many brown girls, underage brown girls, have to be human trafficked at the border? So you white elitist here in Washington, D.C. can have your avocado toast 30% cheaper. How many? See, the issue is not that Trump's been a douchebag. He hasn't been a douchebag enough, if you ask me. He hasn't been a jerk enough. He hasn't pushed him enough. On the issues. On the issues, yes. He hasn't pushed them enough. Hasn't pushed enough of their buttons. It's been the exact opposite. Because in the end, we fall back to art of the deal. And this notion that you can find you can find um, mutually beneficial solutions. No, you cannot. This is an existential cultural war. One side will win and the other will lose. One side will win and the other will surrender. Or just lose, refusing to surrender. One of the two. There is no negotiation with, let's give birth to live babies and kill them. There isn't a negotiation for that. There isn't a negotiation for, yeah, let's just have an open border and stick you with the costs. In fact, I I don't know. I'd like to get your take, Todd, on why CNN let Chris Cuomo go down there. Oh, I was thinking the same thing, and I have... No idea because what that you just saw there, that's that's real reporting. It violates every every, and and I'm I'm trying to think is yeah, this I have no idea is this like what they're trying to lure you into making you feel like for a day they're legitimate again so they can lie to you for the next three weeks because this can this is the same network that just sent Jim Acosta down there to walk a fence yes. and point out there was no crime where there was a fence. What 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 within CNN's agenda shows. It, it, it works for them to show us and to have the testimony of the people at the border talking about how dangerous it is, how taxed they are, how overrun they are. How does that line up with anything we've seen CNN do for the last couple of years? Well, Chris Cuomo, he does have a B in his bonnet on this particular issue. I think we've showed clips before where he's getting into it with Don Lemon. So I I don't know why Chris is really on this personally. So He, he must- has had my buddy Chip Roy on there, who's, who's, right, who's a Texas congressman talking about the border issue. So I don't know. So he must have enough of his bosses um, 
walk in with him to the extent that he can do this with impunity. I, I, I otherwise I don't know. It makes no sense otherwise. You have a theory on this, Aaron? Well, that one clip. Now, the overall, why would you send Chris Cuomo down there? That's that's a valid question to ask. The, the one clip that I pulled, Chris was baiting and kind of doing the so what you're saying is thing uh, with a Border Patrol agent and that clip that I showed during the montage. I cut all of that out and I just let the Border Patrol uh, comment uh, guys comment um, speak for itself and stand for itself because it was completely different than the question that he was being set up for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is nothing short of heinous what Congress is not doing right now. I mean, this is, there are people, we've been over this a million times. When I came in this morning trying to figure out what to do with the montage, I'm like, I haven't said anything about the border, even though I know this is going on. Because we, because what you said at the very beginning was absolutely true. We've done this show over and over again. I don't know how many more times we can underscore what what's going on for various vested interests, whether it's the K Street sugar daddies of the Republican Party or whether it's just the open borders. I want your votes no matter what on the left uh, in in Washington. There's there's interests that don't give a flat rip about the actual human toll of this, even though they want to say, why are you even though Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who 99 percent of people in outside of Twitter have never heard of, even though she's going to ask the CEO of Wells Fargo why they were locking children in cages, even though that's their cry. We have to be humanitarian. Trump is a dictator. He's cruel. None of them care about the actual human toll, the human cost of any of this. And that's the heinous part about this. I don't this is. This is like beating your head up against a brick wall, expecting you to just break through at some point. No, no, it's it is immensely frustrating. I don't know how Daniel Horowitz does it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear from him in a little bit and and see. But you know, one of the great ironies here is it's the GOP smart set that actually manipulates you on issues they have no interest in following through on. That they've accused uh, Trump as the showman, the con man. They've accused him of doing that. They're the ones that yeah. do it. And they've been doing this on the border for years. So they're going to sit up there and have show votes about the Green New Deal and infanticide. And not all show votes are bad. And we have pointed that out as well. But if there is, if, if there's no tell afterwards, if it's all carrot and no stick or all stick and no carrot, whichever it may be, then it's full of sound and fury signifying nothing. All they're going to do is just provide you your cocaine Mitch memes. And they're not going to do anything else. They're not going to. And, and, and it's the reason they don't have the House. Is Trump's unpopularity a reason they don't have the House? Yeah. If they had kept more of their promises the last couple of years, would Trump be more popular? Yes. Yeah. So it, 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 it goes hand in hand. Yes. You may have heard about the uh, new controversy uh, surrounding the movie Unplanned. We've talked so much about this on the show. I, I saw yesterday they did about 700000 in business on Monday. That's good. I mean, you start when, – when, when, when your dailies during the week when attendance in the theaters is always lower, when you're still pulling in that much money – uh, and now they're expanding the amount of theaters they're going to be in uh, this weekend as well. I continue to get uh, tons of uh, letters about this film and the impact it is having. Uh, I talked to one of the producers yesterday, and uh, he's actually in Paris right now, uh, meeting with the World Congress on the the World Congress on the Family, I think is what it's called, and it's fourteen developed nations that promote uh, pro-family policies and he screened the film uh, for these uh, global leaders and they lined up afterwards. 
to say, hey, we want we want to bring that movie to our country. We can hook you up with the theater chains, the distributors uh, in our countries to get the message of this film out. If you've not yet seen this movie, first of all, go to the website, uh, unplannedfilm.com. Unplannedfilm.com. You can watch the trailer for yourself there. But if, you, if you're pro-life and you haven't seen this movie, why? Um, this movie does everything I told you it does. It is not another cheesy Christian movie. Um, and I think the the best compliment that I've heard is when other pro-lifers have said to me, you know, I thought I had seen every angle of this. I've heard every argument, you know, and I've never seen the, I've never seen more of an honest portrayal of A, what gets women like Abby Johnson to succumb to the lies of a Planned Parenthood to begin with. And then B, what gets them to leave and turn away from those lies. And now they're on the other side of the fence. Literally, they're the activists now urging the young women not to go inside. Okay. You need to see this movie. Check out the website, unplannedfilm.com. That's the website, unplannedfilm.com. Well, you invoked his name a, a couple of minutes ago, Aaron. Ask and ye shall receive. Uh, Daniel Horowitz will be joining us to take us inside politics here. And of course, we're going to talk a lot about the situation at the border. And we'll do that next year, live and on demand on The Blaze. Stay tuned. Well, for those of you that uh, have maybe had some uh, history of ear problems in the past, it's kind of out of the frying pan, but now into the fire. Uh, We're out of what's been a brutal winter in uh, much of the country into spring and allergy season. So you may have that ear pain, itchy ear, plugged up feeling coming back all over again. Uh, If that's you, I want to offer you a solution that uh, includes comfort, convenience, and without a prescription. It's called WaxRx. It uses a physician-developed technology that safely and effectively uh, will help to clean out that ear, remove earwax buildup, uh, soothe some of that inflammation with a pH-conditioned formula. And now you can use WaxRx, like I said, without a prescription, like I said, in the comfort and convenience of your own home. So no more expensive trips to the doctor, no more wasted time with cotton swabs or other solutions that don't really solve the problem, don't really solve anything. All right. You can try it even risk-free today. Uh, Just go to the website, waxrx.com, waxrx. I'm sorry, usewaxrx.com, usewaxrx.com, all one word, usewaxrx.com. And when you're there, use the offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. All right. So deal with those ear problems. Don't worry about copays, long way to the doctor's office, comfort, convenience, own home, no prescription. Use waxrx.com, offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. Well, during the break, um, I, I saw this article on Twitter. And, and this is a story that should never happen. Never. Never is a tough word. You know, and there, there's going to be outliers. There's going to be issues. But when we can find the one cow capable uh, or, or culpable in the origin of a mad cow outbreak, when we can trace back the lineage of romaine lettuce that led to an E. coli outbreak, okay? And why do we trace it back? 
We trace it back to the source so that it never happens from that source again. That's why we do it, right? Yes. We do it so it never happens from that source ever again. This is a story along those lines. This should never happen. Headline, previously deported illegal alien arrested on 100 counts of child porn. Now, when you have a border as big as ours, a country as big as ours, fiends, no matter what, what edifice you build at the border, what technology you use, human nature, east of Eden, will find a way to sin. We will find a way, okay? That's not the part. That should never happen. It's the first two words. The illegal alien arrested on 100 counts of child porn, bad people are going to find ways to do bad things to other people. But this is what determines if you have a civilized society or not, if you have a sovereign nation or not. It's the first two words in this headline, previously deported. So I go back to my previous analogy. We found the cow responsible for mad cow disease. And we just let it go, lost track of it, told the farm that produced that livestock, hey, just do better next time. Hey, we, we, we found the crop where the bad romaine lettuce came from. But we're not going to, you know, do anything to follow up, monitor to make sure they don't produce any more, that more people get E. coli. That's, that's what we did here. The man who wrote this story for a conservative review joins us now. Daniel Horowitz is here to take us inside politics. Good to have you back on The Blaze, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing all right. And, and you know what? Hey, at least when it comes to romaine lettuce... You know, Steve, could you imagine paying an extra 10 cents more for avocado and romaine lettuce? I mean, I, I, wa- I just want to answer your question. You want to know why we're not tracing it. That's why. I've, I have people pushing back on me uh, today uh, that uh, I've, I've uh, fallen for the Cheeto Jesus scam. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, that's what national populists would do is shut a border down, uh, as opposed to an economic catastrophe. Uh, you know, all the data. Uh, so here's the question I, I would like to ask. How many brown girls have to be human trafficked at the border so that my, I can afford my avocado toast? What's the number? Do you know? What is the number? So, so right now it's about averaging 1.2 million a year at this pace. Now, I'm, I'm, what I'm curious about is if we are told that we need 94 district judges, 100 votes in the Senate, um, and whatever else to to do anything to reiterate current law that we have a border. Um, I, I'm trying to do the math. If you look at the population of just the three Central American countries, how quickly we're going to empty out those countries i think literally at this pace it could be by the end of the presidency we will have emptied out about 50 percent of their population um if, if if it would continue this way look the the broader point that there's a lot to unpack what trump should do and shouldn't do but i first want to address your fir- first point we all know that there's a lot of evil people there's a lot of evil americans who might have been here for in their families for for two three hundred four hundred years um, and there's a limit, in, especially in a free society, even if we have Daniel Horowitz's version of law and order, what we can do to police that and, and deter it and, right. and preempt it. Right. But when it comes to other countries' sex offenders, other countries' murderers, it is almost completely avoidable, and here's why. It's, there's a symbiotic, vicious cycle relationship between the b- border security and interior enforcement. 
So what's starting to happen now is you have illegals that are the worst human beings. It's thousands of them. ICE just picked up 100 sex offenders in a New York sting last month that were not turned over to them, meaning they came into their custody. You could totally get rid of them. You don't have to prosecute them. You don't have to just get them out of the picture, and they will not turn them over. So in this case, this guy was a registered sex offender in California. So he was convicted. He was known. Steve, think about it. How do you have an illegal alien registered on the sex offender registry? But by definition, he should be out of here. Right. And yet we now have illegal aliens registered. Somehow he got to Louisiana eventually, and that's a whole other lesson. What comes to sanctuaries doesn't all stay there, which is why the federal government was given control. I have quotes from Madison and Roger Sherman. This is literally why we moved from the Articles of Confederation to the um, Constitution. In, in the words of uh, Madison, I'm just pulling this up here, so that – the union will be protected, quote, from the intrusion of obnoxious aliens through other states. Literally, that's why we have the federal government. Not so they could take over healthcare and agriculture and um, our farms. Not No, this is what it's for. A hundred percent avoidable. Okay, next step. Let's say ICE gets a hold of them. We abolish sanctuaries. We deport them. We have now a situation where we have a government shutdown, Steve. The Border Patrol is shut down, literally. It is shut down. It is not patrolling. It is 100% being used as a conveyor belt to complete the criminal conspiracy of those rapists, smugglers, and cartels to, to literally just catch and release, process them in. What happens on, in the frontier when the border agents are doing this? Well – the Trump administration over the last two years has increased interior – uh, deportations of criminal aliens by 46 percent since 2016. Good news, right? Every one of those now has a free lane to come back in. In Kansas, uh, they just found someone. The police picked up a guy who was convicted on child rape and a number of other things. He served 11 years in Leavenworth um, in Kansas, and then he was deported on February 19th. They picked him up. First week in March. Steve, there, it is unimaginable. Well, let me just give you one other data point. One other data point. Um, just one year's worth of ICE apprehensions, meaning scooping up the net of people that they took in one year, and they don't get a lot of them. FY 2018, 2,028 homicides. Keep in mind, in one year, we only arrest about 9,500 people for homicide. 2028 homicides, 50,753 assaults, and 12,000 12, sexual assaults. Those are the people that they apprehended to deport. Most of them by now probably were deported. How many came back? This is the story no one's going to give you. But, Steve, how about my lettuce and avocado? Uh, I'm – What can I say? We don't all get fired. Um, let me say this. What you just proved is we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. We're a nation of political will and we always will be. Okay. This, this, this is a bigger issue than Trump. 
he's just been one of the highlighters of it for the last four years, going back to, you know, this being the issue that helped his campaign kind of take off from novelty to, you know, front runner in 2015. But people like you and I, we've, we've written these columns, done these podcasts, done these shows. You and I were doing this, co- we, you and I were having this, the, 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 the basic form, formula of this conversation before anybody ever took Donald Trump seriously as a political entity. And when I hear Mitch McConnell say it would be an economic catastrophe to shut down the border, what I hear him saying is my donor class that wants all of this cheap labor, it would be an economic catastrophe for them for us to shut down the border. Am I too cynical? Am I wrong? Well, you also forgot that repeal Obamacare root and branch which transmogrified into repeal and replace, now turned into we will not repeal and replace. Um, Steve, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is not about Trump. And, and, and that's why when I, I'm, 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 I've been mainly criticizing the conservative movement in my podcast, and, and I got emails from people, wait, are you trying to defend Trump and say it's more like you know the conservatives aren't utilizing Trump? I'm like Trump's not the point. He could – Announce like LBJ tomorrow. I will not seek re-election, yada, yada, for whatever reason, right off into the sunset. None of this will change. We have a movement that is incapable of articulating or even focusing to articulate what's going on. Look, it is very hard for me to articulate, Daniel, what's your answer to pre-existing conditions? Because I have to unpack what caused the problem and what's feasible to do. Healthcare is very complicated. This is not This is a breach of the social contract Mm -hmm. at its most foundational level. This is why we have a federal government. And we are told that there is not a darn thing we could do even prospectively to stop this invasion. There is not – and even though the laws are emphatic that they cannot be let in, they have to be detained at every stage. And and, you know, of course we don't assert that. Steve, nothing matters. If any district judge says – that Trump has to unzip his pants and, you know, that's the law of the land, baby. There, there is n- nothing matters. Well, I saw you we put out the it. other day, if, the, if a federal judge orders Trump to resign, is that the law? What reaction did you get to that, by the way? I'm curious. Um, you know, <laughs> most people said to me, isn't that what, what they are already doing? And I said, that's the point. Yes. See, if I tell the president, listen to this. Not only the new things, but even the things that didn't exist from George Washington until often like the lame duck part of the second term of Obama is now the law of the land. And you can't simply just countermand that. He is not president. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want everyone to understand that every single thing he did on education, labor, immigration, energy, environment. Energy has been the Hanukkah oil miracle of America. It's been one of the few positive trajectories. It helps us not just economy, economically but diplomatically. It's given us a lot of power. We've become a powerhouse. They are shutting it down. They are saying Obama's moratorium is permanent in Alaska and Wyoming. I could go on and on. We're like the idiot that points to the moon and the idiot focuses on the finger. We just don't get it. We just don't get it. We don't get what they're doing. We are incapable of holding the line on a single issue. How many people watching us right now that are angry, frustrated, and upset 
about the border situation are going to be sharing cocaine uh, Mitch memes next week or next month. Because they threw I mean, out a, think, they threw out another show vote over a you know Ocasio Cortez memorandum, and so uh, you know you got screwed on the policy stuff that actually is happening right now to you and impacting yep. you. But hey, you got a cool thing to share on Facebook, so knock yourself out. Cocaine Mitch rules. Steve, Steve the courts are enacting the Green Deal. The the courts are enacting it. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. They are codifying climate change that's not in statute, but Obama invented it up through regulation. They are codifying it. So we're always missing what is actually happening now in order to fight 20 yards down the field, which there's no threat of now, but we're getting it in a different manifestation now anyway, and that we're ignoring. And then we're going to keep this vicious cycle on healthcare borders, you name it. We keep moving the goalposts. We just don't get it. It's not a matter of when Republicans are president, we get nothing. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. And it has nothing to do with Trump, love Trump, not Trump. This is systemically so much bigger than Trump. And that's even not getting to President Kushner. That's a whole nother uh, malignant component to this. And I, But Steve, look, there was a hot chick out there that she was about to get attacked uh, by this guy in uh, – you know, she pulled out a gun and shot him. I could get a lot more clicks. Yeah. Writing, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. I could get a lot more clicks posting that than any of this material. All right. I've got about two minutes here. If you were in the White House right now, the president calls you in and says, Daniel, looking at what I have to work with from a courts and from a Republican Party standpoint, give me two or three things I can do about this right now. Within reality, what would you tell him? Okay, shut it down, but shut it down means something very important distinction. It means suspend all immigration requests. You don't have to stop commerce. Mm-hmm. Statute says he could. In other words, this is a false choice. In other words, that we're, when we talk, it is yeah. a false choice. Yeah. I'm going to have a column out, a conservative review, spelling it out in plain English from John Roberts himself mm-hmm. said that any form or partial forms. Any regulation or partial regulation, this point of entry, that form of migration, we are closed for business. What that means is anyone who comes, therefore, you return them to Mexico. If that's not feasible, um, you house them in tent cities and allow them to either voluntarily depart or they have to stay there. But we are not processing it. It is – I'll just close with this. They'll say a California judge screwed with that a little bit in some ways when he partially did that a couple months ago. The very district court of Northern California that that judge is in has case law that says there are no limits on the president's authority, nor can there be, because the president has inherent constitutional authority under Article 2 of the Constitution to shut it down. Hmm. you got to assert it. There is no shortcut. Daniel Horowitz, thanks for taking us inside politics. Good to see you again, my friend. Appreciate you being here today. Take care. Take care. Late last year, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, released a grand jury report that found law enforcement had received upwards of 2,000 complaints of deed fraud. And almost every one of them involved a faulty notarization, meaning somebody trying to forge a signature and forge a a notary public in order to claim someone else's title to their home as theirs. Problem was so bad, the grand jury described it as an epidemic 
And what happens is scammers are looking for vulnerable properties, scanning the obituaries and pouring through public records. And it can take as little as a forged title deed uh, for them to then scam your home away from you. And once they do, it's really difficult to reverse it. And that title gets transferred. The fraudsters take out a mortgage, sell the property, maybe a HELOC, et cetera. Don't let any of these things happen to you, especially when for just pennies a day, you can protect your most valuable investment with our friends at Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your home to learn if your title has already been stolen or has already been targeted. Normally, this title scan and report's $100 value, but it's free for our family here today at The Blaze. Just go and register right now at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Got about 30 seconds, gentlemen. Reaction? What we just heard from Daniel Horowitz, from either one of you? I, I would really like to come on here right now and say, okay, guys, I know this is bad. Here's what we do next. Sorry. I I know. I got nothing. I mean, what do we do? It's revival or bust. That's what we keep saying. It's revival or bust. Republican Party is full of traitors to their country. We'll come back hour two live and on demand on The Blaze is next. Stay tuned. We're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on The Blaze. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. If you want to join us, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook a lot. Just keep clicking that like button over and over again. Maybe one of them will take one day. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, right now, there's about 50 million kids attending America's government schools. Did you see that video from Campus Reform we had in the montage yesterday? When they were asked, do you, these are college adults now, highly educated. They were asked, hey, I mean, do you want capitalism? Do you want socialism? Oh, yeah, we want socialism. But then when said, hey, should you maybe, since you're doing all this hard academic work, should we take some of, you know, off of your grade and give it to the people that are at the bottom? So, hey, whoa, whoa. Hold on here, Kimosabe. I mean, they, they had not been taught even a proper hermeneutic on socialism. Like they hadn't even they hadn't even been indoctrinated into socialism. They had been indoctrinated against critical thinking. They'd been indoctrinated into conformity, into statism. And see, that's what's going on in our schools. It, it's not even about the quote unquote liberal agenda. Um, it it's about dumbing down a generation so that they can't rebel at the ballot box, so that they can't demand better. They don't, they don't know any better. You can't know what you don't know, all right? And, and that's why we don't teach phonics for reading, for example. We, we just have you memorize the whole word. Everything we can do in order to diminish your critical thinking capacity to think on your own makes you more amenable, more manipulated, more persuadable. That's why Freedom Project Academy was created. It's an accredited classical online school built on a Judeo-Christian values for students in kindergarten through high school. Freedom Project Academy has taken the interaction of the traditional classroom and created an online atmosphere where students across the country are instructed by live teachers, but in small classrooms, who teach students how 
to think, how to think, how to think. When we say on our show, we're not always trying to win an argument as much as we're trying to start one. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach, help, equip, encourage you how to think. Or when we say things like, you know, we're not so much concerned about what you think, but why you think that way. Okay. That's how we maintain a free society. If you want to learn more, go to freedomforschool.com and request your free information packet today. Again, freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. If you want to know what ignorance looks like, have we got it? Well, that's another show. I feel like I've done that one before. But this, today's Truth Bomb. Brought to you by my new book, Truth Bombs, Confronting the Lies Conservatives Believed or Our Own Demise, endorsed by Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, Ben Shapiro. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Ben Shapiro. What do you get? Number two on the New York Times bestseller list. That's cool to see. Uh, Dan Bongino, Matt Walsh, uh, you can uh, get your copy today. Bookstores everywhere. Kamala Harris's book is sold. Apparently, we're right next to hers. Or you can just go to Amazon.com, get your copy now. And if you have had a chance to read it, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate that, as well as we appreciate all of you that have done that already. Thank you. So, um, I, I want to set something up. In fact, no. Let's just go to the headline right now, all right? So, this is a controversy going on in New York City right now. You have a, a Jewish member of the local government there. Uh who has been called out by his Democrat mayor, Bill de Blasio, for saying Palestine does not exist. It's a fake place. There's no such people as, and therefore, if Palestine doesn't exist, guess what also then vis-a-vis doesn't exist? Palestinians. Palestinians, yeah. Like if Shangri-La does not exist, there aren't any Shangri-Laians, okay? If Valhalla does not exist, there are not any Valhallians, Right? You cannot belong to a place. The Marvel Universe isn't complete yet, Steve. Be patient. <laughs> Thank you. You cannot belong to a place um, that doesn't... Actually, there aren't any more Asgardians because Asgard doesn't exist if we're even going to play the Marvel <laughs> uh... Cinematic Universe card, right? All right? You can't belong to a place that doesn't exist. All right? Like, if you go to, the, if you go to your driver's license bureau and you put down you're an Alderanian... It doesn't exist twice. They blew the place up in a fictional universe, okay? You can't belong to a place that doesn't exist. And so the Federalist has a story out today about this guy, this Jewish member of New York City government, is just getting crushed right now for daring to say this out loud. Except it's true. And, and this reminds me of a conversation I had with a reporter during the 2012 uh, Republican presidential primary campaign. And uh, I went through a, uh, a, a non-compete phase. That's when I left local radio to get into national media. And then uh, the people I was working for and with originally were, when I came back on the air after my non-compete was done, they didn't want me to endorse a candidate because you know, once you do that, the other candidates have a tendency to just skip past you then. And they wanted our show to have more exposure for its launch. And I wasn't overly enamored with the field of candidates that cycle anyway. So it really wasn't a hard temptation for me to resist because in fact, I, I, I enjoyed, um, and it wasn't even a command because I'm not the kind of person you like bring in because 
you think you're going to control that person, right? Like if that's what you're looking for, you're not hiring me. That, that, I'm not saying there are not media entities that don't try to control the messages of their talent. There's plenty of those. I'm just saying if you intend to do that, you don't hire with me, you don't hire me in the first place because homie don't play that. You know, I mean, I, that that you're essentially firing me. You know, I, I, I set that precedent from the very beginning of my career. I, I'm not doing that, you know. So find you know, somebody else who's that desperate for the job. It won't be me. And um, so, so when, when Salem said to me, hey, we think it's a good idea if you don't endorse a candidate, right? When you bring your show back, you know, use the exposure. I actually use that as an excuse. So when the candidates like call me, oh, I can't, you know. <laughs> My wife and I do that all the time. Like if somebody wants us to do something that the other one doesn't want, if one of us gets asked to do something we don't want to do, we always use the other one as the as the bad guy. You guys do that your household? Too? Oh man, wife, you know how it is. She doesn't want me to go out again. You you willing you each yes. other's consent throw each other under the bus? Yes, absolutely. In my case, yes. roommate comes home. Hey, you want to watch a movie? Ah, I can't. It's eight o'clock. <laughs> God. No, that it's not like dark, that at all. That, that took a dark that's, turn. Yes, that's pathetic in its own right, <laughs> and it's that—that's a singularity of patheticness. That—that's not like this at all. But thank you for uh, enjoy your avocado toast while you still can. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for that. I am wearing plaid today. <laughs> oh man, we're doomed. Sorry. So that's okay, Aaron. Uh, you're not turning into that Joker trailer right before our eyes, are you? Actually, watching it uh, right now. If you'll see. <laughs> So I get, so the Republicans just had a presidential debate during this cycle, and it was somebody at the Washington Post, and I don't remember what their name was, called me after the debate because there was a big hullabaloo because Newt Gingrich had referred to the Palestinians as a, quote, made-up people. And he's getting attacked from Mitt Romney and other people in the race from the left, hitting, hitting him from the left. Your boy Rick Santorum was like, damn, I wish I'd have thought of saying that first, okay? And so, you know, Newt's getting crushed. And this reporter calls me up, you know, wanting to know how I thought this was going to play in Iowa, what he viewed to be like a clear faux pas. And I'm like, uh, that's an applause line. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, there, there is no such thing as the Palestinian people. The people that exist in those, what you call occupied territories are largely folks that are not indigenous to those areas. You know, like the original face of the quote-unquote Palestinian movement, Yasser Arafat, he's a terrorist. And he, he formed a group of dissidents who other Arab countries didn't want him in their country, and they threw him out. And so they settled in these communities and essentially just kind of claimed squatters' rights. Hey, yeah, yeah we, uh, we're, we uh, live in the Golan Heights now. These are uh, Palestinian territories. These belong to us. This is, all a, this is all a fraud. None of this is true. That's what I said. I wasn't even considering Newt at this time. I'm like, you're actually getting me to take a new, look, a fresh look at this candidacy. <laughs> he might be onto something. I thought he was totally washed up when he sat on a couch with Nancy Pelosi and talked about global warming. Now you're telling me he's dropping these kinds of truth bombs? This reporter was shocked. Shocked. And I ran through all of this history with them. Hey, I, I, hey do you, where, where's the term Palestine come from? Uh, 
Alexander the Great, actually. That's that's where it dates back to. Okay. Um, there is no such place as Palestine. The the people contending with the Jews for hegemony of that region are not descendants. You know, we're not having an argument over Jacob's well or Abraham's cave. Those people are all dead, gone. You know, you know, you can't on one hand accuse the Jews of practicing, uh, you know, uh, genocide by going into these territories four, three, four thousand years ago when God said wipe them out, and then turn around and say, well, these are the descendants of those people that have been arguing with the Jews about this land all this time. It's one or the other. All right, they either they either did the ultimate urban renewal program or they didn't. You but, can't have both. You can't have it both but ways. Steve, okay. The prophet George Costanza said, "It's not a lie if, <laughs> if you, you believe, believe it." it. Yes. And it's it's fascinating to watch this playing out in New York City, where this this guy is asserting a fact, but it's not a fact that is convenient for a segment of of society to believe. And, and so he's a Jew. And he's a Jew. So they get to appropriate his truth from him? Yes. And so a guy named de Blasio is going to lecture this Jewish guy about his own history. All right? This is what it this is this is this is when you see white progressives say to black, what do you mean you you don't feel oppressed? But you you don't know how oppressed you really are. We know it better than That's you do. Every time a Native American comes on and yes. says Redskins, it's cool. All our high schools are named Redskins. I yes. don't say the deal, and then they get a pat on the head. That uh, was the liberal Muslim woman from Toronto who was on was at CNN or MSNBC. She was on last week, and she was like, "I was actually kind of surprised, you know, traveling around the Muslim world, and there were actually a lot of folks who really who hate ISIS and are big fans of Donald Trump because they saw him uh, have a strong hand against ISIS and help wipe them out." So they really appreciated him. And then they're like, hey, uh, look at the time here. I can't thank you enough for coming on. So, so, so by the way, by the way, um, here, oh, should I do this? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's why Aaron are pretty much here. Do it. Yes. Do it. Yes. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are like you guys are like uh, Beavis over there. Uh, yes. Yes. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yes. Okay. Um, back when we still believed Yasser Arafat was a terrorist, Bill De Blasio belonged to a pro Sandinista communist organization no. in New York City. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Back when his wife was a lesbian. Back and back, back then in the day. <laughs> Now that's where the that's where the millennial came over the top on me, and I'm totally okay with it. That's when he stepped on my line, and I'm like, you know, that's actually that's a better line. You go ahead, that's a better line. Back, so that is true. He actually belonged to a communist pro Sandinista organization back when we still understood Yasser Arafat was a terrorist. But I like Aaron's line better, so we're gonna do the edit. It you know, right? Both the, and not either or. Both <laughs> and yes. is fine. We're going to do the, the the script edit right here, live on, in real time. Back when Bill de Blasio's wife was still a lesbian, we understood Yasser Arafat was a terrorist. All right? There is no such place as Palestine. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's a fantasy. Um, the Palestinian people are not indigenous. It's not, none of this is real. None of this is real. Now, let me throw this caveat out there too, though, okay? Because... You know, I, we have to put disclaimers on everything nowadays because adulting's hard, all right? 
That doesn't mean, by the way, that those people aren't made in the image of God. That doesn't mean Jesus didn't die for them. That doesn't mean that they can be treated like chattel. Okay, just because of, of, of because of they're there, that's not what we're saying. Okay, but um, what we're saying is the ideology surrounding them is a scam and is a lie. And if you're concerned about the plight of those people, you should be the most upset um, about what I just reminded you of because nothing has killed more of those people than than the promulgation of this lie and this scam by people who don't care about them it's very it's very progressive actually the same entities that have been promulgating the palestinian mythology for decades really don't care about those people they just want to kill some jews guys that's really what it's about and if they can step on those people and use them as chattel and turn them into terrorists, buy, buy them off, use them as human shields, they don't care. This is really about promulgating anti-Semitism. And they're, they are the devices by which they could to do that. It's very progressive It's similar to uh, you know, the leftists in our country. They really don't care about all those disadvantaged minority groups, really. What they care about is using them as a means to an end to gain power and control. What they really care about is ending um, the Judeo-Christian foundation of a civilization. That's what they care about. That's really what it's about. They don't care. And you know, and I'll and if for those of you that think that's too harsh, look at the way they treat people that belong to those minority groups when they don't change their skin color. They don't change the source of their sexual desire. They don't change their ethnicity. They don't change their plumbing. But they decide they're going to change their belief system. Heck, they treat them that way even if they're on that side. Look at uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, anyone? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you leave the leftist ideology behind and still maintain all of that other the, all those other external trappings of the victimology they tried selling you, you're you're over. You're you're less than human, and a, and a whole bunch of white progressives will take to the cable news airwaves and the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post and of and of Vox and Slate to tell you you're really not black, you're really not a woman, you're really not Hispanic, you're really not gay. Let me tell you what that really means. They don't care about you. They care about power and they care about you when using you helps them acquire it. When it no longer does, you're of no use to them. And it's the same thing that has happened with, with Islamic Jihad and the Palestinian mythology. These people, the Jews are not the ones treating them like chattel, the Islamist are. The Jews are not the ones using them, the Islamist are. They don't care about those people. For decades, the Jews have bent over backwards. How much more land to give up? It's two-state solutions. They've put up with a terrorist in Habas, and, 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 and Abbas literally being legitimized as a, as a real politician right across the street from them. Instead of wiping them all out like in the old days, they built the wall. That's they did right. the Iron Dome. That's exactly right. No, no. This mythology, 
this mythology, like a lot of our politically correct mythologies, get the very people they claim they're protecting and defending killed more and sooner every single time. Let's get to this week's edition of Buy, Sell, or Hold. Brought to you by our friends at Real Estate Agents I Trust, a company started by Glenn Beck and his associates a few years ago. Tired of real estate agents that talked a good game but then couldn't deliver the results when they were needed the most. If you want to sell your home for the right price and at the right time, or buy, sell or buy, um, and maybe it's you have, you're selling one and buying another. Boy, that's really that's doubly stressful. I've, I pulled that trick off too. And I had a good agent. I don't know how y'all would do it if you weren't sure about the agent you had. That's what sets real estate agents I trust uh, apart from other referral agencies. By the way, those are largely based on the premise of helping agents find clients. This one. Uh, is built on the premise of helping customers find the right agents, all right? Agents that have been vetted, that have been transparent, scrutinized. You want to check this out. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's the website. Best way to buy or sell a home in America. Realestateagentsitrust.com to find a real estate agent that you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, Aaron, we'll go through a series of statements, probably provided by the audience, because he's coasting over there in Platt. Mm. And uh, Todd and I will decide, are we buying it? Are we selling it? Maybe even have one good reason why that might be the case. Once per show, we are permitted to put a hold on said proposition. But if we do so for any reason other than it is beyond lame, it is beneath the dignity of our mediocre intellect to even address, then the dude code will call for us to be excoriated for punking out and refusing to take a stand. All right, we're going to start with a few uh, non-tweet ones first. This is from Greg, an email saying, After having listened to a rage-inducing pre-recorded message from Bishop Conlon, Archdiocese of Joliet, this morning during Mass, concerning new abortion legislation in Illinois, similar to that passed in New York, I'd like to submit the following for Biaseller Hold. The papacy will condone abortion before any quote-unquote Roman Catholic politician or abortion advocate is excommunicated for propagating infanticide. So, I mean, the papacy is not going to condone. I feel like I mean, the, I'm not, Pope Francis but, may say, "Listen, Pope Francis, with all his, he's the one who actually said, if you commit abortion, you may as well be a hitman." All right, so I, he says a lot of goofy things. We just highlighted one today that, at best, are needlessly ambiguous. It's a problem. I'm it. But no, I'm going to sell two, maybe, but probably for a different reason than what you have. Uh, I'm going to sell because he is what I think he is. That's why I'm going to sell. And if he is what I think he is, um, you need the veil. Yes. It's mm -hmm. not as effective. You can't be that honest. You, 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 you know, all bureaucracies. And that I know that that word has an automatic negative connotation, but it it it, it should be meant to. Our, our founders created a system of, bu of bureaucratic channels so that th there would be slow change. There wouldn't be one or two people that incense the emotions of folks and and turn the entire ship of state in one radicalized direction. All right, bureaucracy isn't always a bad thing, guys. Okay. 
So when I when I when I talk about the the Catholic Church in the context of a bureaucracy, um, that's not an immediate pejorative in the context that I'm applying it in this case. Okay. In fact, that is largely the thing that has preserved it largely intact while the Protestant Church has had schism after schism after right. schism. Agreed. So. One of the things that it's inherent to the culture of your bureaucracy, though, is to stave off existential conflict because those within the bureaucracy view themselves as kind, they view external threats, whether they are threats of incompetence or threats of heresy, like a Pope Francis. They view themselves as the keepers of the flame that this too will pass. This, you know, this bureaucracy, this movement, this institution was here before, you know, the village idiot showed up. And when the Beatles are done singing Fool on the Hill, it will still be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and so if you are what I think Pope Francis is, you cannot stir that, for lack of a better term, establishment. You can't stir it to action. Because that's your undoing. That, 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 that's, when, that's, that's when you get branded. So you're saying you need it to be anesthetized. Yes. And the way you anesthetize it is you throw out you know, certain lines like, so you're describing right. the Republican Party. Again. Yes. This is the so when the time. radical, when the radical, when the ra- when the tradical ra- Catholics at a place like LifeSite News start losing their poop over stuff like what Aaron put in the montage, and they call their emissary in Rome and say, "Hey, did you hear this latest? When we told you, we told you, we warned you." That guy's gonna be like, you know, I was just with the Pope, and you know, I I agree. That's one of the worst evangelistic statements any pope's ever said. But, you know, I was just with the, you know, they didn't cover when he said to, you know, this these three women, uh, you know, in Algeria, that abortion's terrible. You know what I'm saying? That's how you keep it mollified. Is, is, is if, if you, you can't be that honest about it. You can't. You can't. You got to Mitch McConnell this thing. You got to have a Green New Deal vote. You got to have a, you got to give Ben Sass's infanticide vote. So that the folks you're screwing over on the on the border issue are still sharing the cocaine. Yeah, cocaine, Mitch, man, badass. Yeah, you're still sharing those memes. Well, he's over there collecting the graft, okay? Because that's who I think Pope Francis is, and that's what I'm going to sell. All right, uh, completely different note. In the wake of Disney's acquisition of the company used to be known as Fox, are you buying, selling, or holding Netflix or its viability? Oh, buy. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think I think Netflix is uh, it's it's not a new fly by night thing anymore. It's it's pretty well uh, established. I, I I don't I don't see a, a I mean and actually I don't uh, people are getting to the point and I'm I'm you guys are way more into this than I did. But how many subscriptions am I going to need to watch stuff? You know that's get that's going to. I don't need a Hulu and a Netflix and a this and a that. I don't, maybe it won't frustrate people. Maybe millennials are just used to that, but I, I want no part of that. Yeah, I think what Disney will do is they'll put Hulu. Because uh, they own already they own, own, huge. They, yeah, yeah, they'll put Hulu, Marvel, ESPN. I think they'll put them all together. Charge 30, 40% more, and then you get all of them together. Um, I, I, think, I think Netflix is, vi- I'll still buy its viability. But it's gonna it's gonna evolve more, uh, and it's gonna be more a place of original programming. Yep, 
than than a warehouse to you know to get yep. and uh, other a platform for you know accessing the programming of others. Uh, it, it's gonna it, and and that's that's where the influences of you know when the Obamas come in and become major shareholders, investors, or whatever the deal is, or I don't remember, but. If they're going to produce original programming, that's where the worldview stuff matters a lot more than if you're just running pre-existing programming and they're the platform to get it from, okay? If they're the ones greenlighting the scripts now, if they're the ones greenlighting the storylines, that's when the worldview of the people that are, are in charge of the decision-making process is much more prevalent than it is if, you know, it's just a simple transactional process. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as they keep um, creating fresh, original content, you can still buy them, I think. As long as it's still good, good quality, um, that you can still buy them. But yeah, they're not going to be the same thing, making money off of other people's work. Uh, one more quick one before we have to go to a live read. Uh, Calvin McRae says, if Donald Trump wins re-election and the Republicans maintain Senate majority, uh, Cortez will primary Schumer and beat him. So, no, no shot, Sal. No shot. Negative integer chances. I wouldn't say no shot, but I will still sell. I just because I'm as confident on that as anything I've said buy or sell on so far this year is that one. Oh, so, we I think, I think we I, set a record of like maybe two days in a row that we that we didn't mention AOC. I'd like to keep that streak alive if it's possible. Keep hope alive. Um. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets this spring due to pet stains and odors, before you do that, that's a very expensive purchase. I've done that myself too. Uh, before you do that, try this new product it's called Genesis 950. It's an amazing pet stain and odor remover with water. Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. It's got an antibacterial component that removes pet stains and odors, not just from the carpeting, but down deep into the padding as well. See, that's a mistake a lot of people make is they clean their carpet, think that's fine, but they forget what gets into the padding underneath that carpet uh, is still there. Uh, and it's uh, this is also a green safe, so that means it's safe for your families and pets too. Uh, Genesis 950, by the way, not just for pet stains. Uh, you can use this to clean your entire house. Uh, bathrooms, kitchens, countertops, granite, garage floors, oil and grease stains, engines, wheels, tools, upholstery, pretty much everything, all right? Uh, but especially before you make the major purchase of new carpet, try Genesis 950. Genesis950.com is the website. You'll receive a free spray bottle and discount if you use code BLAZE while you're there. Genesis950.com, promo code BLAZE for the discount. Genesis950.com, Genesis950.com. More in a moment. <laughs> All right, back here live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. Don't know if you were listening earlier when I mentioned this new report um, from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, upwards of 2,000 complaints of deed fraud. And the vast majority of them dealt with a, quote, faulty notarization, meaning someone trying to forge their way on to your home's title. Problem was so bad, this report labeled it, uh, in that community alone, an epidemic. And this is happening nationwide. Uh, criminals are looking for vulnerable properties, scanning the obituaries, pouring through public records. Uh, and it can take as little as a forged deed to transfer ownership of that home 
And now maybe they put it up for sale. Maybe they put out uh, or take out a loan on the equity, liquidate the home, transfer the title, stick you with the payments, the eviction notices. Maybe you're like that couple in Philadelphia this winter who woke up and saw a for sale sign in their yard because a guy in North Carolina had done this to them and kept putting their home up for sale. Protect your most valuable asset, your own home, uh, through our friends at Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, they'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title. And you can find out right now uh, if your home is already uh, a target. It's already uh, been accessed by getting a free title scan and report. That's normally a $100 value. And it's free today from our friends at Home Title Lock. Visit their website, HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. We shall continue with Buy, Seller, Hold. Aaron. Todd Saffel says, Unplanned will receive more backlash from progressive Christians than it will from pro-choice organizations. He doesn't specify whether that's uh, in volume or in uh, passion, I will say buy. If you should read it as passion, though, uh, I'll buy. Yeah, I'll buy. First of all, I don't. I don't think there really are any pro-choice organizations. Number one, I don't. Like, I don't think there's a single. I don't believe there's a pro-choice organization. NARAL, Planned Parenthood, these are pro-abort organizations. So I don't believe there's any pro-choice organizations. The pro-abort organizations will attempt to ignore it. Do whatever they can to pretend like this is not happening. It's a kidney stone that needs to get passed. So the pro-abort organizations, they're going to want to ignore this. There aren't any pro-choice organizations. Pro-choice organizations are like liberals. There aren't really any liberals anymore either. There's leftists and then there's what's left of America. Okay, so there aren't any pro-choice organizations. There's just pro-abort organizations, and uh, they're going to want to ignore the film. And yes, uh, the and by the way, I don't think there's any progressive Christians either. I, I don't. I don't think that's true. I just pick an heretics. Idea. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't say that either. I wouldn't say that either. Okay. In general, if you put a qualifier yep. in front of Christianity to begin with. You are playing a very dangerous game, period. Okay, not but but that notwithstanding, um, the philosophies. You know, if you're honest, you'd have to choose one. I mean, one of them says all people are sinful, deserving of hell, and that's why they need a savior. And the other one begins with people are basically good. So right away, you're going to have to start fitting some square pegs in around holes uh, to make that work. Um, well, then, Steve, are there any conservative Christians? Well, it depends on what you think conservatism is. So I don't think conservatism is an ideology. We'll talk about that in Truth Bombs. Conservatism isn't an ideology. But to me, it's an observational science. It's, a, it's an action. It's a process by which you're seeking to conserve that which history and the and 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 history is authored by the same being that raised Jesus from the dead, you know. So the source you're you're largely going from the same guidebook here. You're seeking to conserve that which has been revealed in history to be worthy of conserving. It's not an ideology, for example, meaning that conservatives don't tend to, f- to don't tend to favor the free market. Because that's because they're that's conservative ideology. They seek to conserve the free market because history has revealed it provides a better human experience than um, closed markets and oppression does. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a cause; it's an effect. 
Conservatives don't seek to cause things. They seek to um, they seek to preserve causes that have produced the desired effect. Why? Because you know a tree by its fruit. And so I want to I want to keep I want to I want to produce the trees that produce or I want to plant the trees that produce good fruit. And I want to get rid of the trees that produce bad fruit. You know, so the it, it's not it's not as as impactful. Now, if if you're using the qualifier conservative Christian ideologically, like if you're the person who then who says to me when I when I ripped Obama for eight years while he claimed to be a Christian, you never quoted Romans thirteen out of context to me that I'm not allowed to do that. But I do that. But you did that to me when a Republican's in office that I rip. Well, now you know we're talking to get a different game. You are, and because you have turned conservative into the same problematic identifier a progressive Christian does. You meaning that you are assuming your Christianity serves your ideology rather than determines it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I will buy this as well. It's uh, we've seen it from the uh, legislator down in Georgia, I believe, as well as Alyssa Milano, both within the last week, said they are defending abortion in the name of God. So this is theoretical. By the way, I agree. Alyssa Milano is defending abortion in the name of God. I agree that she is. She is her own God. That's she is she is she is defending abortion in the name of that which she Worships. has the most worship for. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Jeffrey says uh, Manziel tries out for the XFL. Uh, the XFL folds also shortly after his appearance. Uh, Royals have a better record than the Cardinals. From now on, I you can only send on, us one. Yeah, sell on both. Uh, I want to buy on the first. New rule: you can only send us one. If you include more than one, it can't be on the show. Okay, just one. He's really he's really talking to me. Okay. Not to not to you guys. Okay. He's really just talking to me. And the reason why I want it that way is because with the exception of the Beatles White Album, all double albums are mediocre, but would be great as a single album. The Wall by Pink Floyd is mediocre. Yeah, guys, I'm I want to reinforce this new rule just so we can actually get down to answering the buy seller sold hold suggestions and not get lectures on Beatles, you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm reinforcing not giving you a lecture on an insect. It's the Beatles, not Beatles. Okay? The Beatles. So it's right? the the Beatles. This is what a a two-part question does. It we're in chaos yes. now. What what's Melancholy happening? and the Infinite Sadness is actually not a good double album, guys. It's got like four or five great songs. The rest of that album blows chunk watts. If it was one album though, that'd be a great album. But it's not a great album because it's two. All right. So from now on. Just send us one at a time. So which one would you like us to respond to? What's his best one? Uh, I think the top the XFL one. Yeah, the XFL. The, Johnny Manziel tries out for the XFL, signed by the XFL, and it folds shortly after. I actually don't think the XFL is going away anytime soon now. I, I think uh, with with what's happened to the Amer- Alliance of American Football, Vince McMahon's already liquidated $100 million of his own stock to li- to capitalize this. He saw the NFL through back channels jump in to us, try to get this AAF off the ground to head him off at the pass, and it couldn't even make it through a season with the backing of the NFL, the de facto of the backing of the NFL and the NFL network and everything else. I think, I think, if, I think right now Vince McMahon is... Uh, it is making some long-term plans. I don't think this thing's going away anytime soon. Agreed. Debut is next year. Agreed. So I sell. 
Paul Beagler says POTUS will ask, ask uh, the vice president to step down sometime the next year so he can nominate Nikki Haley as a running mate to shore up support among suburban women and position Haley for 2024. I, uh, I'll buy some version of, of that. And it, you know, with, you know, Mike Pence, unless he wants to go away, you know, maybe Mike want, Pence wants to another juicy role of some kind, sex something. I don't know. But I, it's it's not crazy so i'll buy it's not crazy it's actually brilliant yeah um and it would be a very powerful play and um i would have if you would have sent this to me six months ago or maybe even six weeks ago i would have sold saying the reason nikki haley got out of here after labor day last year because she didn't want to be around when the democrat train and they lost the house and the Mueller report she was getting at she and if she had done it any later they would have all said ah you know rats abandoning the sinking ship yeah. right the fact she did it that early with her stock that high is she got out of the way of the light of the train coming before we even heard it coming down the track okay but now that there's been Mueller vindication and everything else. I absolutely but, think she would look at this now if he came to her with this offer. Oh yeah. And I don't think pre, I think pre Mueller report, I don't think she would have actually. Oh yeah. Well, that's a different she's clearly she saved, done. She's, she, yeah. I, I hate to use this analogy here, but she's clearly saving herself for marriage here politically. If you know what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. But, but, but you know, the, 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 the betrothed request is a little stronger than it was a few weeks ago. Now you might take a look at, this might be a relationship that might work. I, I just think, though, I'm going to sell, not because, who was it that sent us that, by the way? I want to give Paul. him credit. I'm going to sell, Paul, not because I think your plan doesn't have merit. I think it's brilliant. But I have not seen the political acumen and foresight from this White House it would take that's, to, to act That's why that. I would sell. That's, yeah. that's fair. But if the main... F- one of the main factors, and you've mentioned it several times, is the uh, women who basically are uh, right of center but just can't because Trump is icky. If that's mm-hmm. like the biggest sway voting block, he sure. has to conserve it. And he has her and goes Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, you have to play those hands. And essentially, you would put her in the Beto O'Rourke role, role that we've talked about sure. where you sure. put Beto on a ticket and you just tell him you're running for president of Texas for three months. Okay. And that's essentially what you do with Nikki Haley is you are going to live in the American suburbs of of every swing state in America. You're going to live there. You're going to be my ghetto pass, basically my human shield. And it's, it would be, and, and she's a powerful messenger. She has as good of natural political instincts of any Republican politician that I've encountered in my career. All right. So she would crush that role. I'm just, I, I haven't seen evidence that this, I mean, look at the way they did the show. Even when they do the right stuff, it's often reactionary and not preemptive. It's not plotted out. You know, they don't know, they don't have a third or fourth counter move when the, when the, when the, when the blowback comes. And so this would be take an extraordinary amount of foresight that we just haven't seen. That's why I'm going to sell. Let's do this one quickly. Anthony says the Democratic presidential ticket will reflect more about intersectionality than it will about swing states. I'm going to, that's a... I think I'm 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 beginning to believe that's true. Uh, the way that this has evolved, I would have sold on this a few months ago, but based on how this has evolved now, I mean, like you can guarantee if Beta O'Rourke, I, I think, do we all agree Joe Biden's Jeb Bush dead? Do we all agree? 
Yeah. Okay. So if, if Beto O'Rourke is the nominee, then I absolutely believe a minority female is the running mate. And it's just a matter of who it is. Do we disagree on that? No. Okay. And if and and so and if it's not Beto O'Rourke, then it's going to be whoever's highest on the intersectionality chain is at the top of the ticket, right? Right. If he's the running mate. So, yeah, I I I buy. Yeah. All right. This one quickly as well. Uh, Richie Angel says uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez <laughs> will speak at CPAC before Steve. Uh, Richie, uh, she already has her name is Mitch McConnell. Same basic belief system, um, but. The difference is there's an R after Mitch McConnell's name. I mean, I don't know. An open avowed communist Van Jones already spoke at CPAC ahead of me. So asked and answered. Uh, yeah. I got to buy. Yeah. Ross Hartman says Harry Potter fans owns, uh, oh, Snape, a collective apology for hating him up to the, uh, up until the memories scene in the Deathly Hollows. And if you hear that sound, that's the sound of uh, 50 people typing to Steve saying, I shut off the podcast. Could you mention Harry Potter? Um, I'll buy. Sell. 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 Yeah, Why would you sell? I don't know. I'm an apology. Just... That's part of the, the romance of the whole thing. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, that's storytelling. And there's he was no legitimately awful to Harry. Yeah, and he's not, he's a he's an anti-hero. I mean, he's... But we know the reason for it now. We know the reason for it. But there was no reason for him to be just a, a, a total jerk to Harry. It was for Harry's protection. Be just being a jerk all the time? Yeah. Well, mm. I mean... We don't, if you're in the movie, maybe you owe him an apology. We're not in the movie. What are we you talking know, about I, Why are we arguing about this when we have Harry Potter works for the blaze? Let's just go grab him. Chris. Your buddy Chris Pandolfo yeah. will put those glasses back on, and we'll ask Harry Potter himself. He's either never coming back to the studio again, or if he does, he's going to punch you. Yeah. Uh, Christian <laughs> says, Endgame will be a box office disappointment cell uh, due to its runtime reducing the amount of showtimes that it has in each theater, and Aaron will fall asleep in it. This is crazy talk. Uh, this is going to be the biggest box yeah. office film of all time, guys. Yeah. Are you surprised, though, even though it's not... Do you have your tickets yet? No, I don't have my... I, I, I am going to see Shazam I got some first fan showing boy, Thursday afternoon, though. I got some fanboy street cred up you on do? you, then. Yeah, you do. Yeah. In multiple trailers now, they're just telling you that Robert Downey Iron Man survives and he's back. I mean, we know that's going to happen. He wasn't going to die in space, but they're telling you. They're showing you. That surprises me a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Okay. A little bit. But no, this is, this is going to oh, be yeah. the biggest box office film. And when I say box office, I mean like adjusted for inflation. I don't go by the current numbers when you know it's eight fifty or ten fifty for a ticket, and you saw Wizard of Oz in 1938 for seventy five cent. Okay, when I, I mean adjusted for inflation, I think it's going to be the biggest box office movie of all time. Uh, Daniel says there will be a cough drop in Steve's mouth uh, for a podcast within two weeks. Total buy. Your voice was already starting to get a little bit gravelly yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I could buy that. Yeah, with the you know the the twice a year uh, allergy uh, uh, sinus infection. Yeah, who, I could see that. Sure. Who needs that? Once you found out, it pissed people off. You were just like, I'm going to put in a cough drop. Just cause. Well, I could yeah. I could maybe just make that a permanent uh, inclusion in the show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. What would possess anyone to listen to this show for thirty seconds? And think, you know, what really annoys me when you guys do this would work on me no matter what it is. Why would you listen to this and think I would? I have the kind of subservient persona? You know, let me make this easier for you. Let me just make it more convenient for you. Why would I wonder sometimes? Do you guys listen to the show when you think I'm the kind of personality that responds to stuff like that? No, no. I'm going to freaking change my name to Cough Drop yeah. if it annoys you that bad. Yeah. All right. I'm going to change my name to Harry Potter, too. Um, <laughs> Jim sends this in. 
buy, sell, or hold where I found Steve's book in Barnes & Noble. It's, uh, he sent in a picture, too. It's right next to adulting, how, oh uh, how to become grown up in uh, 535 easy-ish steps. Oh, my. And uh, Bill Bryson's <laughs> The Road to Little Dribbling, uh, Adventures of an American in Britain. Do you buy that that's where it was in Barnes & Noble? Yeah. Uh, buy. That- I'm selling. That's just so. That's putting it. Putting a book called Truth Bombs next to a book called Adulting is peak 2019, yeah. guys. That that's wow. Read the signs. That Read is some product. Signs. Yeah, yeah. That is. That's 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 a discourse right there, no doubt. Hey, one last time, if you want to try, if you're going to get back up on that horse and fight the battle of the bulge after losing it uh, in the wintertime, when those resolutions start out great, then we lose resolve and we don't see the results we want. You know, there's a couple of reasons why you maybe didn't see the results you wanted to see. One of them is your fault. Uh, you just, you know, didn't honor your own commitment. Uh, the other, though, could be you did do your best, but as we get older, our metabolisms just ain't what they used to be. Give it a little boost with Riduzone. Uh, this is not a stimulant, all right? Uh, this doesn't have 14 ingredients. I think it has like three or four. One of them's rice, uh, and another one is OEA, and it's it's really the main substance of olive oil, and it's something our bodies produce a lot of when we're younger that helps to regulate uh, the metabolism by stoking it on one end and then sending the signal to your body that you're full on the other. Well, like a lot of other things we need to, you know, to stay fit and trim, the older we get, the less of this our bodies produce. And now you can do a couple of things. Just drink a bottle of olive oil a day if you really like it. You know, and Todd's over there like, I could go for that. Uh, or you could just take one capsule of Riduzone, which has the same amount of OEA. All right. And you can now get Riduzone for 30% off a three-month supply if you use my name as the promo code when you go to Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Riduzone.com. Promo code Steve. Final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, can I do one more buy, sell, hold? Sure, if it's a good one. Um, let's see. The Joker, that trailer that we saw. Yeah. Buy, sell, or hold that. Just initial. As a trailer, total buy. buy. Yeah. Buy. I mean, it's, total buy. It's, it's disturbing. Brilliant. It's one of the better trailers yeah. I've ever seen, actually. I don't know that I'd go that far. But it is. I would but I would buy. It's it's a very it's a very well done trailer. It's very dark and I smiled all the way through it, which tells you that they that's probably the reaction they were going for, right? Don't forget the Blaze Roundtable coming your way later today, as well as all of the other great programming here at the Blaze as well. Until then. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.